0: So I'm Kathy Boyer, and I'm married to Greg Boyer, who's an attorney, and this testimony has to do with something that he's been doing. Um, about six years ago, those of you who know Dryra Hutcher, she was in a car accident in Florida. Um, she suffered closed head injury, which is devastating. So Greg took the case somewhat recently, and he partnered with one of his former law student friends in Florida, who has done quite well and was able to afford to take the case. So it finally went to trial, and he left a little early. He left Friday night, and... I was helping him pack, and he was terribly, terribly fatigued. And he's been going through some physical stuff that leaves him with no energy to speak of. So I'm telling God, I really want to go with him. I need to go with him, Lord. I, you know, he needs he needs me. <clears throat> and our friend Scott Matsey, who usually takes care of the dogs when we're gone, he's in Idaho. So that took care of that. But my friend Denise said, I think you're supposed to be here, to stay here. And I didn't quite get that at the point, that point. So I'm telling God, I really need to go with him. And God said, Don't you think I can take care of him? That was a good reminder, (laughs) but it gave me peace and a smile. It was, it was just very sweet. Um, so the trial started on Tuesday the 16th. I'm sorry. Maybe the day before that. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> I woke up about 5 in the morning because of the dogs. And I thought, might as well pray. So I started praying about the trial. And I heard the Lord say, I've posted angels in that courtroom. And I think, I think I heard angel wings. And then later that night, um, Jerusha, Jaira's sister, had a vision of angels in the courtroom. And and she didn't know anything about what I had been told. So that was pretty exciting. Okay. Okay, so... Just to give you an idea of what the courtroom was like, the judge was unbelievably biased. She denied most of our motions, and she granted most of the insurance company's motions. Um, Just to give you an idea of the insurance company attorneys. <clears throat> Greg was against this firm once in Tampa, and he was re- representing American Family Association, and they were representing Penthouse Magazine. Just, just to give you an idea. Um, so so the first day was very difficult. They, um, The other attorneys accused Jaira of faking it Now how one fakes seizures and memory loss and cognitive loss I don't know Um, and the the judge had no compassion whatsoever so um, they, they were they were under attack The judge had also said that the chiropractors who had treated her, one of which is a neurological chiropractor in Atlanta who treats closed head injuries for the football players. So this guy is like the guru of chiropractors, and he's more than a chiropractor. But the judge said early on, I will have no chiropractors testify in my courtroom, even though there are statutes that say they can So that's what was going on. Um, Wednesday morning, um, I was getting ready to go to a Bible study, and I wanted to read the word before I left. And my Bible I usually use, the NIV, was in the car. So I got my Amplified, which I don't use very often. So I I unzip it and open it up, and out falls a bookmark that says, Trust in the Lord. So I opened Proverbs 3 and read that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. And I thought that was just cool. So I texted it to Greg so he could share it with everybody. Um, so that afternoon, <clears throat> this is the second day of the trial, and, and things are not getting any better, uh, they were watching a, a video of Jaira's husband's uh, deposition because he's over in the Ukraine as a medic. During that, oh, wait, one more thing. The, they got everybody they wanted on the jury and nobody that they didn't want. So that was that was something good. <clears throat> So anyway, they were watching this video, and suddenly Gyro went into a grand mal seizure. I've never seen one, but Greg said it was it was hellacious. So they I don't know how they just grabbed her and took her out of the courtroom, and the judge called an ambulance, and um, she went to the hospital. She's she's home now. So the judge declared a mistrial. Now, she didn't have to do that. Greg says usually when something something weird like that happens, they stop for the day and they reconvene in the morning, which they argued in court. Nope. So she declared a mistrial. But this is a good thing. Because we'll get a new trial sometime next year. We'll have a new judge. Yes, yes. We'll be able to use our witnesses. So there you go. God, it just blows my mind. He is so faithful and so good. And you never know what he's going to do. But he's got it.
1: Thanks. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Kathy. Ooh, thank you, God. Right? Amen. Yeah. My hope is built on nothing else, nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Amen. Number two. New judges or Yes. Amen. Ah, yes, new judges. Lord, we just pray uh, as this trial is um, begun again um, that, that you would uh, bring that judge that you choose and the jury that you choose and Lord that that justice and truth, that mercy and grace would prevail because you are present and in control. we thank you in Jesus name. amen Sandy and Chris had a, a little incident about two months ago. is that right? yeah. And uh, Sandy shared it with me, and uh, it was exciting. We agreed. I, you know, I love testimony. Do y'all like testimony? I mean, like real life stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, Sandy Parker, Chris Brown, let's give a warm hey, welcome.
2: No <laughs> <laughs> <Not anymore. laughs> um, oh well. Um, Got to touch it. This happened before the wedding. I don't know exactly what day, but, um, well, um, on Mondays, I clean house. And this particular Monday, Sandy and I were planning on walking. So I get up, and I'm making my bed, and I hear the Lord say to me, take Sandy to breakfast. Well, it's before the wedding, folks. And I'm like, <laughs> Lord. But he said, take her to breakfast. So I did. We walked. We had a very wonderful time in the Lord walking. And then we went to breakfast afterwards at Ms. Lewis's. Yes. I'm facing looking out at the parking lot. Chris is facing looking at the kitchen for those of you that have been there. We've been talking and sharing the goodness of the Lord. And this man and woman walk out. They paid their bill, walked out. Don't forget the auntie's. And the and right at, yeah, just before they came, walked out, three EMTs came in and sat behind us, ordered their food, and immediately got a call as soon as they got their coffee and had to run. So the EMTs leave. About maybe two minutes later, the man and the woman walk out of the door. And I'm watching them. And pretty soon, one of the waitresses fly out of the door. And I'm watching her. And she goes and she runs to the man and the woman and all of a sudden, the man was getting in the car. The woman's going around to the passenger side. She runs to the, the, the woman, and the man sees her and runs toward her. All of a sudden, this woman just falls out onto the pavement, onto the, to the driveway. And I say to Chris, grab my purse, and I go tearing out there after him. I don't see anything. She's not seen she's anything. Doing. So I run out there. The man is holding his wife, and she is seizing Oh, I mean, grandma seizure. seizure. We got to see what that. And I said to him, do you need an EMT? Do you need 911? He said, no, she has these all the time. I said, can I pray? Can we pray for her? He said, yes, please do. She's out there by this time. So I go around. Now, the Lord has been instructing us on things, uh, giving revelation of the power that he's put in each one of us is the Holy Spirit to do these things. So. I lay my hands on her, and Chris lays, puts her hands on my shoulder, and the Lord tells her... No, I have to put my hands on her, not to hold back, to stop holding back, but to be in there with... So Sandra. we lay our hands on this woman, and we declare that thing to come out of her in the name of Jesus. Loose her now. Look that attitude. That so, attitude I mean, too. it was war. It was like, no, you don't. Because I, I knew she was a believer. Her husband had said, we're believers. Please do. So I... I was like, "You are a trespasser. Get off of her now!" And I'm remembering the scripture of the young man, and Jesus told it to come out. So, this is not a thought thing at all. This had no cognizant thought. This was when I tell you, it was almost like just a reaction. It wasn't like an. And all of of a sudden, her and I are talking to this woman. We're laying our hands, and I could feel the power. And this woman is seizing, and all of a sudden, I said, "Lose her!" And she goes. And she sits up. She stops. She looks around, and Chris says, "You have been healed by the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive your healing, and never again will this happen." I had her by the hands, and I she's said, like, "Never again." I receive it. I receive it. She gets up, perfect, perfect, like nothing had happened. She stands up. She starts talking to her husband and saying, "Wow. Okay, I'm good." And he's she's she's going to the car alone and he's like and she's like, I got it. I got it. So I open the door. She sits in the car and I said, remember, you've been healed. Don't let go of this healing. Don't believe the lie. And she said, I will hold it like that. Chris and I are encouraging her. The man is just and he goes and he sits on the in the driver's side and he goes, Thank you. We said our pleasure and walk away. And that was the story of how God will work through anybody. Right? And through obedience.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you never know. You never know. I mean here's hey, a trial here a... the
0: story you forgot. What? What? Was that the EMTs? Left right before this happened.
2: Afterwards, you know, you see things, and Chris was like, "Those BMTs left not two minutes before this woman had a seizure." Said God
1: had it all in the plan, the breakfast and the heat. It was Oh, Jenny, where are you? How are you? How are you feeling about that? You okay? All right. Give it a shot. Yeah. Give a warm welcome to Jenny Moe.
3: This is a hard one because I'm not sure where it's going to go, but um, I'm trusting the Lord. Um, John came up to me this morning and said he was going to have some ladies share, and he had heard through the grapevine that I had experienced um, some healing this year which is absolutely true. Um, January, I had some real um, bleeding problems and stuff like that, January of last year, uh, several times severe pain. So I went to my doctor, and they sent me for a CAT scan, and they found uh, a growth in my lower left um, quadrant. And um, they sent me to a specialist in Asheville, and it just happened to be Grace. OBGYN, and um, he uh, measured it and everything and said, mm, it's something, you know, to be concerned about, but what I want to do is give it another month and come back, we'll remeasure it, and um, his name was Dr. Counsel, which was great. So, my, uh, I was prayed for, the ladies in, in our meeting, and my husband prayed for me and anointed me, and um, When I went back, I was really scared because my sister died of cancer and she believed the Lord was going to heal her and she waited and waited before she went to a doctor. And when she did see the doctor, he said, I wish you hadn't waited so long. Um, I could have removed the polyps and they wouldn't have gone where they did, which she eventually died. But I believe God uses doctors. I believe ultimately the Lord is the healer. I believe that's what he wants for us, health and well-being, but sometimes we walk down other roads. Um, I went back to the doctor, and I prayed that he would have wisdom, that he would be very direct because a lot of them these days, because of insurance problems, you know, I am a nurse, so I've seen it, have to, we call, cover your own butt. In other words, you have to be careful what you say and what you tell a patient because it could be used later to hurt you. Good doctors. But this doctor was very firm and he said, um, I remeasured it, it's no longer there. And he said, I'm going to tell you, I could tell you, you could go to, for an MRI, you could do all this, but I'm going to tell you, I believe it's gone. And I said, and I believe that your belief is what I was looking for today, and yes, it is gone. So, praise God, But um, and I don't say that lightly. I was terrified. Um, But I've had some other physical issues since then, and I've had to walk them out. I'm still trying to literally walk them out. And um, I was thinking the other day, one of them, it's like it's from the... You know how we pray from the balls of your feet to the top of your head be healed? Well, the one is plantar fasciitis, which I never knew about, even as a nurse, which has been severely painful for five months. And I always walked all 20 miles a week. Haven't been able to do that in probably six months. And the other was the top of my head, which was a very severe skin cancer that came back for the third time. So I had to go for a very in-depth Mohs procedure. Anyways, They got that out, still dealing with that. Hate going to the dentist. I think I shared about my werewolf poem that the werewolf's in the chair and had to go through a couple of root canals, which just a few days ago I was in the chair for three hours and um, just praying and asking the Lord to see me through and not understanding concepts of healing sometimes. Which is very, we discussed in our uh, ladies' Bible study. I believe with all my heart that the Lord is exceedingly capable of healing everyone. I believe, you know, that we, we live in a fallen world, but we're not, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. I also believe that I don't understand everything God allows and um, everything we go through or others do sometimes. And for me, this time, I had to sit in the chair and trust him. And he got me through it. Um, And there's been a lot of things, but I'm looking around the room and I'm thinking, um, not that I come to church a whole lot lately because I get involved with my grandkids and stuff. Not a good excuse, but um, where is everybody? And then I thought, you know, we have a remnant here of believers that... God is doing a deeper work in our lives, and it's for what he has coming. You know, he wants us to go beyond the gates, but he also wants the gates open for people to come so that we can be merciful towards them and um, cleaning up our attic in our life, whatever's in our hearts. You know, I know I listen to people and... I hear God's doing a deeper work, not just superficial, but lasting things. And um, I wrote this poem because, in my own life, um, I just wrote it not too long ago, and the Lord brought it up this morning. Um, sometimes we're not healed because there's something in there. And I would never judge you if it's for you, but I, I know in my own heart. It's happened to me that I had unforgiveness towards someone who hurt me deeply. And um, I think it caused a lot of issues in my life. And I just want to share this, mostly because the Lord told me to, and I guess that's all I have to say, because maybe someone's going to be healed. It might not be a physical thing, but um, in our Bible study, We were talking about healing, and someone brought up um, what about handicapped children and stuff. And normally, because I have a handicapped child, I get very defensive. And I want to rise up and have my rights to say, you have no idea. But the miracle is that I didn't. And I can't explain to you what a miracle of God that is, because... I don't understand it, but I don't blame God for it anymore. I don't blame myself. I don't understand everything, but it is what it is, and the Lord has done powerful and mighty things through the situation. So for me, that is a stone in my heart that the Lord has um, healed me of. And if that stone in my gut, yeah, that was something. I didn't want to go through that, but this stone in my heart, I really don't want that. And if anybody's in here who has unforgiveness or a place in their heart that they haven't quite trusted the Lord for, I think he wants that, and um, I think he's going to reveal it to you. So um, this is about a stone in my heart. Take these stones, Lord, unto a place of mercy, forgiveness, and grace. As I hold tight with all my might, release this fight inside this heart of mine. I want stones of remembrance to flood my head, to grasp all you've done for me, open eyes to see, your arms extended, gentle plea. I don't release, as David did, his stone in sling, victory won, embracing what is good. I don't want to hold captive these aughts within my head, these hurts to take upon myself, wrapped up so eloquently in pride. The enemy's close whisper states, my rights have been denied. I walk about, fist-clenched to my side, holding on to give me strength, power, weapons of grandeur, to sling at my will. Now I hear you, Lord, saying, may your heart be still. I come to thee on bended knee. Please take these stones of mine, for tis in my hand I hold them, but it's in my heart the weight of it that hurts that puts a wall for all to see it's in my heart this sin of mine this battle really between me and thee for as i sow up discord and tear those around me apart i'm losing the real battle o oh, peace be still my heart with fist unclenched on bended knee i surrender this stone to thee as I do, your love speaks to say, my blood's sufficient, my grace poured out, for the stone was rolled away. Empty was the tomb. Let your heart be healed, peace be still, and love envelop your heart's room. So there's so much to healing, and each individual has to face that place where where the Lord brings you. I love instantaneous healing. I believe the Lord's going to do More and more of it as we um, surrender more to him. And um, I'm excited about what's happening. And I'm also excited about what he's doing here today in our hearts. And if you have any unforgiveness or if you're angry at the Lord because things didn't quite turn out the way you wanted, he's He's right there with extended arms to just hold you and take it upon himself because it's already there. You just have to realize that. That's all he wants you to do is to see. So that's my. Amen.
1: Worship team, would you come up? We're going to just take a time. uh, for prayer and the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective and there will be people who will pray with you if the lord has tugged on your heart today if something was said that the holy spirit took and made alive in your heart and maybe there's a place of hopelessness the lord wants to heal that maybe there's a physical situation the lord wants to heal that if My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And so that will be the point from which prayers are made. If you're not in either category, will you, will you sit quietly and pray? Will you do that? And let's just take some time. Is that all right? I know that's a unilateral decision, but I seem to be good at that.